This is Big Podcast. It's Build a Big Podcast, the marketing podcast for podcasters. This is the podcast about making money with your podcast. Literally. <laughs> if you want your podcast to attract people, if you want those people to be entertained, those people to miss you when you're gone, those people to share your podcast with other people, you are in the right place. Sometimes I talk about tech, but only if it's in the service of those things. Bigpodcast.com is the site, and this episode is the audio version of my weekly newsletter. It's called Big Podcast Insider. Here's what we're going to talk about on this episode. This podcast makes money. You want to be a guest on more podcasts? Try this. Marketing your podcast via email. Organizing your podcast production. What makes a successful podcaster? Five tips for deep work and 100,000 royalty-free music tracks and special effects. This episode is brought to you by Riverside, the leading platform to record studio-quality remote podcasts and videos. You know, it's been freezing in Nashville. Got down into single-digit temperatures. And something that happens in Nashville, when we get any snow, any snow, the city shuts down. You're not going anywhere. So if you've got an interview to do, you are in trouble. Unless you use something like Riverside. Riverside lets you get a remote interview recorded as easy as sharing a web link. And literally, that is all you're going to do. Send your guest a web link. It opens up in the Chrome browser. That guest is in the studio with you, recording locally on his computer, meaning that you get the highest quality sound regardless of internet connection. It sounds like you are in the next room. Unbelievably high recording quality, very intuitive, very easy to use. Once your recording is done, you download separate audio and video tracks, take it to your post-production, edit it, And unless you let listeners know that you weren't in the same room, they never will. Don't take my word for it. You can try it for free. They'll give you two hours to check it out. That's enough for an interview, maybe two interviews. Riverside.fm is the link. Should you decide you want to keep going more than a couple of hours, and you will because it's going to make your life so much easier when it comes to getting interviews. Here is the code that's going to get you 15% off. Big podcast, B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Riverside.fm. The code big podcast, B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. All right, I mentioned all the things in this newsletter that I'm going to go over. This podcast makes money. Want to be a guest on more podcasts? Marketing your podcast via email. How are you going to know when I'm going from one thing to the next? I'm going to make it easy for you. The 100,000 royalty-free music and sound effects that I mentioned, I'm going to take one of them, I'm going to play it, and that's how you know that I'm going to the next thing. It's like an old school audiobook that you had when you were a kid. When it's time to turn the page, you're going to hear this sound. You ready? Here we go. This podcast makes money. Yeah, this podcast, obviously. But I'm talking about Jay Klaus. He's got a podcast called Creative Elements. He just joined HubSpot's podcast network, so I brought him in for an interview. We talked about how we did it, the exact step-by-step process that made it happen. This is a four-part series. The first two episodes already in the feed. So if you're not subscribed to this podcast, Build a Big Podcast, here's what you need to do. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. I make it easy for you. I've got an Android link, an iPhone link. I've got an RSS link. And I've got a QR code that you can scan. Simply hold your phone up to it. It's going to put Build a Big Podcast on your phone. You're going to hear those two episodes talking about how Jay Klaus got his podcast, Creative Elements, on the HubSpot Podcast Network. I'm also talking about the parallels of broadcast and satellite radio syndication. So whether you're interested in a podcast network, satellite radio, or broadcast radio, you are going to get a lot out of this. On the first couple of episodes, we talked about quitting a podcast that no longer works for you. 
getting the attention of established podcast producers, promoting a podcast versus launching a podcast, two different things. One of them sounds better to networks than the other. Building a great podcast from the ground up, small podcast programming tweaks that you can make that will assure you don't end up with just another podcast or a podcast that gets ignored. Those are just a few of the things that we cover. Again, four-part series, the first two episodes already in the feed, bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. That is how to get them. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. You want to be on more podcasts? Try this. Jay Klaus. He not only hosts a big podcast, but he is also a guest on other big podcasts. That's a lot of the reason that a lot of people know about him, that a lot of people are talking about him, that he can attract a network like the HubSpot Podcast Network. How does he get booked? The big reason is because he's developed a great reputation as a guest who can deliver. You know this as a podcaster yourself. It is awful to have a guest on the other end of the line that's like, uh, 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 you asking questions, uh, 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 they're trying to hijack something. That's not a great guest. You're making big promises to your listeners. You need to come through on those promises. And if you want to be a guest on other people's podcast, these are the promises that you want to make. So consider this and also look for this in the guests that pitch you. Here's exactly what Jay does. The first thing, he shares specific examples when he makes a point. Specific examples. Second thing, backing up opinions with data. It's not just making stuff up. It's got the data to back it up. That's going to give you a lot of authority with listeners. The third thing he does, he takes those first couple of things that I mentioned, sharing the specific examples when he makes a point, sharing the data that he uses to make a point, and he turns them into memorable and entertaining stories. That's really what most of us want at the end of the day. We just want to be entertained. It's even better when it helps us, but if it can be memorable and entertaining, that's what's going to make us be able to use what we hear. You know, we just finished up Christmas. What is the Bible? Stories, man. And now we got a whole holiday around it. We got a religion around it. It's just stories. And that's what gets passed from person to person to person to person. It gets written down. It gets translated. Do you want that same kind of impact? Turn your stuff into stories. Fourth thing Jay does, he talks with hosts, not just at them. Go back in the feed. You're going to hear examples of this when I talk about Jay, about how he built a big podcast, how he got the HubSpot Podcast Network interested in his podcast. And I got more of those coming up. Jay's great at telling stories. He's great at talking with hosts, not just at them. It's not an interview. It's a conversation. It's something that we did together. The fifth thing, he knows when to pause and stop and answer. Podcasts have no end point. You could go on and on and on on a podcast. And a lot of people do. Used to be that joke about Tim Ferriss, four-hour work week. You might've read the book. His podcast was half the four-hour work week. <laughs> it's two hours minimum. Nobody's got time for that. And he's gotten better as he's gone along. Now his podcast, I don't know, maybe a little over an hour. It's a work in progress. Part of that, knowing when to stop, knowing when to move on to the next thing. Sixth thing Jay does, listens to the podcast he's on before he's on them. This is the pet peeve of podcast hosts everywhere. Somebody gets on your podcast, uh, what is this about? Uh, who are you? They've got somebody booking for them and they don't know who they're booked on. They haven't done the research. Uh, awful, awful. And if you haven't done the research, how are you going to deliver on these things that we're talking about here? You got to do that. You shouldn't have to make a note of it, but because so many people don't, you do. Making a note of that 
and letting the host know that you're actually going to listen to that podcast or when you're pitching that you've already listened to the podcast, mentioning it during your pitch, that's going to get you a better chance of actually getting on that podcast. And when you get on the podcast, it's going to make for a better interview. Seventh thing that Jay does, he makes callbacks and references to previous episodes on the podcast that he is on. Meaning, because he has listened to you before, he will be able to reference what you have done before. That's going to help you out as a host. Basically what Jay is doing here, and this is something that's super easy to do. You should be doing this if you're trying to be a guest on other people's podcast, making that host look great. And you do that by showing up, having done your research, coming in with stories, being a great guest, showing up with a great mic, showing up on time, being able to deliver in a concise way. That's where that stoppage is. Tell a story, er, get out of there, go to the next story. But making callbacks and references working with the host, showing that the host is part of that conversation, he's boosting you. And that is why people book Jay Klaus as a guest. I've got more details. I've got a discussion. The link, it is at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Marketing your podcast via email. Everybody wants to reach a big audience. That's why you're here listening to a show called Build a Big Podcast. <laughs> but just because you're reaching more people doesn't mean they're automatically going to pay attention to what you have to say. This is especially true in email. That's assuming you actually reach more people with email. Many big mailing lists, they're full of dead email addresses, old email addresses. How many email addresses have you had? Hotmail, AOL, Yahoo, you probably collected a lot of email addresses over the years. You probably signed up for mailing lists over the years using those email addresses. And if you were to log into those email accounts, you will find that there are a lot of people marketing via email, people sending out those newsletters, sending out those autoresponders, sending out sales messages, especially now during the holiday season. How many messages have you gotten in the last couple of weeks from people that you have not heard from in the last year or two? Go into those old email accounts, you'll see even more of those messages. You've got people that have your email address and they've got you on a list and you're not responding to it. You're not opening the emails even. And people can see that. We can track emails these days. But they refuse to clean up the list, take you off of it, even though you're not responding because it's an ego stroke. I had an email list one time, I don't know, 80,000 people or so. It was big. I thought it was big, big for me. You know, I could send out an email, see who wants to still be on this list or, or run it through some kind of algorithm where it's checked to see if it's a good email address or just look at the emails that I'm sending, see who's opened them. And if they haven't opened them, take them off the list. But then I thought, eh, I got an email list that's 80,000 people and that feels pretty good. I can feel like I am working. That happens a lot with people. If you were doing that, I've got some more information on why you should not be doing that. It's actually hurting the emails that you have going out to people who want them. Those old school services you used to use, AOL, Hotmail, Yahoo, they've improved. But things like Gmail, which more people are using these days, they've really improved. So your messages to those addresses, even the good email addresses that you've got, probably are not landing in the inbox. That's a sad but true story. How do you get them in the inbox? I've got more information on how to do this. 
That's a little bit more technical than I want to get into, but I've got more information about it at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. I'm mentioning this here just to tell you that if you've got 5,000, 10,000 people, even 1,000 people on your mailing list, but they're really excited to hear from you, you can do just fine with an email list that size. You know, I've got a book called Big Podcast, just like the name of the company, just like sort of the name of this podcast, Build a Big Podcast, because that's sexy, right? You want a big podcast. I've thought about doing a knockoff on it, a book called Small Podcast, because some of the most successful people I've worked with, listener for listener, the guys making the most money, and they're making good livings. Just a few hundred listeners, a few thousand listeners. You can do the same thing with your email list, more information about it, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Let's talk about organizing your podcast production. This is a tool called Podcast Studio Pro. It is now free. It is built on the same platform as the number one app for professional film and television development. You know about writer's rooms where they put together scripts, treatments, outlines of sitcoms, of all these Netflix-made movies. They're writing like crazy in those rooms, putting together all sorts of stuff. How do they keep organized? This software, and this is the podcasting version of it, it is free right now. It's going to help you keep track of the important things you want to mention during the recording of your episode, things like talking points, segues, whatever you got. It's going to help you organize things. It will help you with planning. It will help you with organizing. And that planning and organizing, that's going to make your editing so much easier. It's going to save you a lot of time. Like I said, it is free. It's a great option if you want to keep your podcast recording more organized, especially if you're working with a co-host or other people to produce your podcast. 100% worth a look. It is free. Advertiser supported. That's how they paid for it. I had an account before it was free. Definitely worth looking at. I've got it linked. It's at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. What makes a successful podcaster? I saw an article about writers. The first thing I thought about was how many parallels there are between good writers and good podcasters. Let me give you some examples. Good writers and also good podcasters. Let's focus on you. Good podcasters. Not afraid to ask a lot of questions. Don't pull back from those questions. If you've got a guest, you're curious about something, follow that curiosity. Like, oh, I couldn't possibly ask that. Yeah, you could. You might get shot down. You might have somebody stand up and leave. And I'm not saying be a jerk. But I'm saying ask the questions that you're curious about. Ask the questions that your listeners want you to ask. Good podcast hosts, they're not shy to spot problems, say that they disagree with something, then pitch solutions and alternatives. We want our podcast hosts to stand for something. So if everybody's going left and you think that you need to go right, and I'm not talking politics here, just using this as an example. (laughs) But I suppose it would work for politics as well. If everybody's doing one thing, you think another option is better. Say it, man. That's what makes podcasts interesting. This is not something for everyone. This is something for a few people. This is something for the people that you are reaching. You're not trying to do broadcast media. Even if you're doing something like Jay, go listen to Creative Elements. HubSpot Podcast Network, he is reaching a lot of people, but he is not doing something for everybody. He is continuing to do what he is doing in the way that he did it. That was the deal that he got. Again, if you want those episodes, bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Two of them are out. Two more are coming, talking about the behind the scenes of exactly how he built that. But how he built it was doing these things that I'm talking about. Not being shy to spot problems. Not being shy to pitch solutions and alternatives. Not just being a yes man. Next thing, they've got a valuable network and marketing knowledge 
due to learning how to market themselves. This is another thing Jay did. I'm just going to use him as an example on this. I'll talk about it with him. Starting a podcast that worked, but he wasn't really into it. But because what he had learned from doing that podcast and what he had learned from doing his other non-podcasting stuff before he got into Creative Elements, that was able to make Creative Elements successful. They know how to edit himself. That's the thing that I talked about with Jay. He's got a journalism background. Whereas he said, I've got half a journalism degree. <laughs> but just that half, speaking of editing, <laughs> he took a four-year degree, took it down to a couple years, all right? He learned how to edit himself. And that's big for you as a podcaster. You don't need to talk about everything, just the things that are important to your listeners. Also, that little details matter. And they make a big difference as far as the reach and the impact of something. That's editing. That little bitty detail. Think, oh, people won't care about this. I've got just, yeah, it's a minute. It's a minute. I don't want to go in there and take that out. You know, what's a minute? Well, if you got a thousand people, that's a thousand minutes saved. So that could be a very big thing. Another parallel between good writers and good podcasters. They're good at receiving feedback. Somebody says something to you, make note of it. Doesn't mean you have to actually take the feedback. Just make note of it. Okay. Run out of the flagpole. Does that make sense? I talked about getting feedback for this podcast a couple of weeks ago. I'm about ready to unsubscribe. That was the result of the feedback. So, whoa, okay. Let me take a look at this. He was right. Some feedback I get, I said, well, that's not this podcast. If you came to me and said, David, I want you to talk more about microphones, especially podcasting on a budget, $60. What can you do with that? And also tell me how to do it. I said, mm, that's not this podcast, man. There's other people that are doing that and they do it better than I do. What I do is tell you about how to grow an audience. What I do is tell you how to get connected with that audience, how to have podcast content that that audience is going to miss and they're going to come to you if you miss something. And they're going to come to you and they're going to wonder where you are if you disappear. That's what I do. Related to this, I had a call from my producer. This was maybe a month ago. There's an episode that we played, maybe over Thanksgiving weekend. It's a holiday episode, rerun, something he really liked. He goes, man, that was a really great episode, but I want to get together with you for an air check. I want to watch you listen to it. I want to see if you caught the same things that I caught because I think it could have been better. I said, okay, cool. I wasn't always that way, by the way. I missed a great opportunity to air check with a guy that he wasn't a mentor to me because I was a little bit scared of him. He didn't make himself easy to know, kind of intimidating. And they wanted me to air check with him, but I was kind of like, you know, I was kind of scared. But that goes back to what I'm talking about here. The good podcasters, they're not afraid to take feedback. They're not afraid to make note of that feedback. You don't have to agree with it but they're not afraid to get in the room. And I wasn't ready to get in the room. I was like, uh, I don't know what this guy was going to do. Tear me a new one. <laughs> and he's since passed. So I don't have the opportunity to get with him now. But I think about what that would be like. It could have been an amazing thing. I could have had a nice friendship with him. I could have had a mentorship with him. Could have learned a lot. So don't miss those opportunities because your pride or your fearfulness is there. If you're prideful, you're fearful, normal human emotions. I was certainly there with you, certainly still there with you. It would still be scary to me to go into something like that today. But I'm more open to it thinking about that audience, thinking about you listening to this podcast. How can I do better? And I think you'll benefit by thinking about your listeners that way. What can you do to make your podcast better for listeners? 
consider that. I've got more things on this written down if you want more. And that is at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Five tips for deep work. Have you read this book, Cal Newport, Deep Work? He coined the phrase deep work. So deep work is the ability to concentrate deeply. <laughs> Can we even do that? I thought you weren't supposed to use the word you're defining in the definition. All right, anyway, whatever. Here's what he said. Deep work is the ability to concentrate deeply on a difficult task for prolonged periods without getting distracted. Focus. And for podcasters, this kind of focus is essential. I like what he's saying about the Eisenhower decision matrix. I wanted to talk about this in case you're not aware of it. As we're going into the new year, you may be one of these people. I'm certainly one where we're looking at goals and we're thinking, what can we do to make this year better than the last year? The Eisenhower matrix, it may help you to do that. Imagine a square divided into four parts. And here are those parts. This is how I divide tasks. I've got important and urgent. Yeah, it needs to get done and it needs to get done right now. Second one, important, but not urgent. So yeah, you got to get on it, but it can wait till next week, maybe. Not important and urgent, meaning that you better take care of the important and urgent stuff first, then go to the not important, the secondary task. And the fourth thing, not important, not urgent. That soap opera you dreamed of starring in, you know, back burner. But if it's really important to you, and you're getting older and you think, oh my gosh, I've got to go for this part because as soon as I'm 40, I'm over the hill and I'm not going to be able to get it. That's important and urgent. These things can move around. People change, plans change, but being able to divide tasks like this, this is going to let you know what is important for me. What do I need to get done now? What can wait? Because let's face it, as podcasters, we've got a lot to do, a lot. And here's what Cal Newport says as far as the best way to get those things done. First thing is schedule time for deep work. I like to do this in the middle of the afternoon, maybe 12 to three. So, all right, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to take a break maybe every hour, go to the bathroom, get a drink, that kind of thing. But more or less, I'm sitting here in this chair, 12 to three, and I'm going to write this book or I'm going to edit this podcast or I'm going to do this important and this urgent work that needs to be done right now. Second thing Examine what tasks you shouldn't do. That's where the four by four matrix comes in. That's what I'm talking about when it comes to changing thing from one four by four quadrant to the other. Like I said, people change, plans change. You wanted to do something at one time, now it's not so important. So move those things around on your list. Third thing, keep distractions away. My wife and I both work from home. And when we are working on important work like this, we let people know. Call it a cave. I say, hey, I'm going in a cave. (laughs) don't come get me. I'll see you at three. If you're living in a house with people, that's the nice way to do it. Hey, I'm going into deep work right now. Here's when I'm going to be out of it. Have a beginning and an end. That's going to help you and that's going to help them because then if something comes up and it's important, maybe they've got their own four by four matrix. Well, you know, I can wait till three. Okay, I'll get them afterwards. That's going to help you. Also, the fourth thing, assess how you're doing. If something's not working for you, change it, man. If three hours is too long for you to be focused, make it two hours. If two hours is too long, make it an hour. Maybe you can only do 15, 20 minutes. Pomodoro method. 25 minutes on, five minutes off. That's a great place to start. What I will say is this. If you're finding a hard time focusing, and we all have a hard time focusing at one time, sit with it, man. Sit with it. Don't just give in to going on Facebook 
or Twitter or whatever it is that you want to do. Sit with it just a little bit longer. Maybe you will come out on the other side of this. Or maybe not. But just try. You're going to get better and better and better the longer you do this. And the fifth thing, I mentioned this, every hour I'm taking a break. Don't try to do three hours at once. Maybe you've got 90 minutes in you. Maybe you've got 60. Maybe it's the 25 minutes. Whatever. Try something. Doesn't matter what it is. Just try it. See how it's going for you. And then do more of what is working for you and less of what's not working for you. I've got more information about this linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Also linked, the task manager that I use. Amazing Marvin. It's got that four by four quadrant. It's got a lot of options for you to find the best system that works for you when it comes to getting things done. There's a free trial. It is linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. 100,000 royalty-free music tracks and special effects. This is called Keyframe Audio. It's got 100,000 premium royalty-free music tracks, cues, which is basically music for video. It's like an intro and outro, something you would see in a scene in a movie. Also special effects for your podcast production. Acoustic, cinematic, dance, EDM, hip-hop, pop, rock, soul, R&B. Great genres. Really what I like on this is the sound effects. And I'm not just saying this because I use them every single time I go to a new story on these big podcast insider episodes. I'm telling you, I've got some sound effects libraries. The sound effects that these guys have, they've got all sorts of stuff that I haven't been able to find anywhere. And here's the best part about this, $59 for life. 59 bucks for life. It is the best deal going in music licensing right now. No joke, I've got four or five of these music libraries, some of them hundreds of dollars a year, some of them hundreds of dollars a month. It depends on the usage, the composers. There's a lot to music licensing. Again, this is my background. I've got a music publishing company. I do music licensing, or I did. I still do. I've got a catalog, but it's not something I do most of the time. Anyway, the point is this. $59 for life is a hell of a deal on this thing. You're going to want to check it out. Just listen to the songs. See if there's something that catches your ear. There's 50,000 something songs on there alone. You're going to find something that you like. If you like any of those genres that I talked about, hip hop, pop, rock, it is all there. You can check it out at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. I've got a classified ad section in every issue of Big Podcast Insider. Speaking of deals, this is something I'm doing for the independent podcasting community. Also, people who are working with the independent podcasting community, startups, podcasting events, software companies. If you've got something for independent podcasters or if you're an independent podcaster yourself, 35 bucks to run your ad in an issue. There's info linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Here are the classified ads from this issue. Monetize your podcast audience with Launch. If you're looking to monetize your podcast audience, Launch is a simple and user-friendly platform that makes it easy to launch and run successful membership programs. If you're somebody who uses Patreon, you've got something like Buy Me a Coffee where people are donating money to you, or you've got monthly payments coming in every single month from listeners who really love what you do, maybe they want bonus content or really love what you do and just want to support you, you are going to like Launch. You might have used these LinkedIn bio apps where you make a page with all your links that you can post to Instagram, you can post to Twitter. Launch is very similar to that in the way that you can make a page for people to subscribe to your podcast membership. You want to check it out? Yeah, you do. Get more information at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Rock and Pod Expo, March 17th through 19th in Nashville, the ultimate weekend gathering for rock music artists, podcasts, and fans. Can't say enough great things about this event. Amazing time. I have an amazing time there every year. Last year, I was interviewing Matt Penfield. You might know him from MTV. 
Ricky Rackman from MTV, interviewed him. Mark Goodman, interviewed him. A lot of guys that you know from hair metal, rock and roll, heavy metal scenes, they are there. And it's so cool to walk by a guy and you're like, wait a minute, is that the dude from Striper? Yeah, it is. All sorts of people there. You never know who you're going to run into. You know what's great about it? All of them are up for being on your podcast because that's where those genres have gone. They're not on the major radio stations anymore. They're not on MTV anymore. They are on podcasts. If you want to meet these guys, interview them, just hang out. Rock and Pod Expo, March 17th through 19th. I've got all the details. got the links at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Publer, social media scheduler. I love this. I've got a lot of funny memes. You see my memes? Big Podcast One. That's the username on Instagram. How do you schedule them? Publer. Super easy to schedule and analyze all your social media posts from a single dashboard. I love it. Not just Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, whatever social networks that you're using, Publer's going to get you hooked up. Got more information about it? Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Hey, it's been a great year. I appreciate you hanging out with me. Got new things, big things coming up in the upcoming year. I want you to go along with me. And for us to make that happen together, this is the best way to do it. It's for you to subscribe to this podcast. You can do that by going to bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. When you go there, I make it easy for you to get this podcast on your phone. I've got an iPhone button for you, an Android button for you, an RSS button for you. I've even got a QR code that you can scan using your phone and through the power of, I don't know, Bluetooth, the internet, however it works, the podcast goes straight into your phone. I don't understand the technology. I just know that it works. And if you want to take me and this podcasting info with you to the gym, to your car, you're going to want this podcast on your phone. So scan that QR code at bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. It'll get you hooked up. We'll stay together for the upcoming year. We'll grow a big podcast together, make you money, get you something that your audience cares about, and they will miss if you disappear. But don't disappear. I want to keep you going. We're going to help you do that on Build a Big Podcast in the upcoming year. When you go to bigpodcast.com slash subscribe and subscribe, that'll make sure we keep connected. And I'll see you on the next episode of Build a Big Podcast.